All right, everyone, welcome back to Talking Trader Joe's. We're here at work, so let's just kind of get into it. Steve, Steve, how's your Trader Joe's been for you lately? The whole experience. Yeah, it's been great. I don't know. I don't, I don't really care anymore, but go ahead, Steve. Okay. It's been really great on my end. We mm -hmm. had a lot of holiday treats oh, over Christmas. Oh, that's good. Good for you guys. A lot of mm -hmm. really great family time. And I personally have been really enjoying the chopped mejdul dates yeah. over at my parents' house. They had some rice checks from Vaughn's. Huh. I actually brought my chopped mejdul dates and I plopped them into those rice checks. And I probably had three or four bowls of that. That's really good for you, Steve. I didn't really do anything like that because I kind of imagined what you're doing uh, during the Christmas break. And that's kind of how I spend my Christmas break. We invited you over and, you know, you said you might be there and you kind of left it a little open-ended. No, I mean... I was worried about you. Yeah, but. no, I told... Yeah, I said I was going to be there, but then, you know, some things came up. The rain and stuff, it was raining. There's a lot of winds. You know, I don't I really have a sweater. Steve, I don't know about you, but I don't own a sweater. So I didn't really... I live here in Southern California. I don't own the, these types of clothes. You know, the one person who was on my mind a lot was Dan Bain. Uh, I was thinking about him a lot over the break, so... Okay, right. That's Trader Joe's CEO, Dan Bain, who you feel resentment towards because well, they forced us to change our logo. Mm. I realize that Dan's been on your mind a lot. You know, I'm just not sure if we want to kick off the holiday episode with another discussion about Dan and what he might be doing and how he really screwed us with that email. Like, I get it. I'm upset too. No, oh, you're like, so you showed up late. I was waiting for you for an hour at the studio today. It's fine. You kind of plop yourself down and you're kind of going into the greatest hits, which I get. I've been there too. It sucks to be feeling shitty and to be alone and all that. I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to be attacking you is what I'm saying. I, I really didn't want it to go here. You know, I love you and I care about you and it's not about that, but it's about like a show that we both care about and making the show good. Guys, today was supposed to be the very best of Talking Trader Joe's, and now it honestly is turning into just the very worst. This episode can air, or we can just shelve it. Yeah. Let's let's talk about mm -hmm. it. Just tell me what's going on. You know, I was doing my podcasts on my bed. I had my podcast mic set up. I had it attached to my bed, and I was sending them to you. Um, and I don't know if you got those, but I was kind of, I was sending them to you, I was asking for you for feedback. Right. And, you know, radio silence on your end. Yeah. And I know you're in Sedona, you're having a good time, right? You have your yeah. wine yeah. and stuff yeah. with and your partner. But these podcasts aren't going to make themselves. And, I, you know, I just wanted to just kind of address that with you. But my view of the podcast is more about us together unpacking Trader Joe's and sharing the joy and sharing the love. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there was kind of a poetic quality to yeah. them that I appreciated. Yeah, I'm glad yeah, they're very experimental. You notice that, right? You know, I had kind of musical numbers in there and monologues and some homage to like classical podcasts. I had an intermission there at some point. Yeah, and I would love to see kind of what you could do on your own, maybe mm. experimenting with some of that stuff. But yeah. I guess for me, talking Trader Joe's is sort of like we're both in each episode right, talking right. about Trader Joe's. And it's not necessarily like like whining or not to sound negative, but like speaking mm -hmm. just negatively. Right. But yeah. Right, right. Right, well, I mean, no, Does I that mean, make sense or... No, I mean, it does and it doesn't, right? 
you know, what I wanted to do was something kind of more, you know, avant-garde, you know, kind of like John Lennon, you know. You've always been kind of like the Paul McCartney between us, right? Um, you make music that the people like, right? But I'm kind of... And that's good. I think that's good. That's yeah, good and we've had and this conversation before, and I just kind of reject the whole notion because to me, Paul McCartney kind of gets pigeonholed, but whether with Wings or on Abbey Road was really some of the most... I mean, why don't we do it in the road, right? That was a Paul song. So I don't know about that, but yeah. And I'm definitely open to releasing portions of those recordings. Thank um, you, there thank was you. about three hours. Mm -hmm. we, we usually try to go for about 15 minute episodes. So, but yeah, I mean, I understand you have a structure, Steve. You know, Steve is a very structured guy and we want to follow that structure, right? I like the 3X structure and I like that our podcast is tight and economical. We're going to fight sometimes on the air and we're going to release those podcasts. We're not going to bleep out anything. This is uh, just me today. I am here um, alone, 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 alone in my apartment in Costa Mesa. Uh, so I, I, you know, I kind of, I called the government and I told them, you know, I refused to turn my clock back. I was looking at some Bluetooth headphones recently. I'm pairing the deals. You just can't believe that it's so cheap. I'll go to the local Joe's. I'll drive past. Instead of going into the parking lot, I'll kind of just park off to the side and just kind of look in what they're doing, you know, what's going on. Are there a lot of people? I had sort of helped you to set up a dating app. Me and my wife had sort of picked these profile photos for you and even wrote the bio, which I felt like really captured your poetic spirit. I felt like it was just this knockout profile. And then we didn't hear anything. And my wife was asking me about it. And I said, you know, I texted you and didn't hear back on that. Well, I don't want to push you, but I also worry about your isolation, you know? And I appreciate you and your partner doing that for me. I saw the profile. I agreed with many of the photos that you guys chose of me. But I think at the end of the day, they weren't authorized by me. So that that was the difference there. You know, their photo, they were pulled from my Facebook. And that's fine. I kept the dating app. Oh, that's great. I'm on OkCupid right now. My username is Flaming Joe. You know, we can go out. It doesn't matter where you shop. Um, I'm kind of open to anyone right now. So please. There's the financial component, which a lot of women nowadays will just pay for half of the meal. And right. There's really no reason to not just share a bike, maybe even just a date to Trader Joe's. Guys, I just got a gift card for Christmas. It's a $50 gift card to Trader Joe's, locked and loaded, ready to go. Just a small anecdote. Day before Christmas, I wanted some popcorn poppers. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, of course, first I go to grocery outlet. No popcorn kernels. Okay, that's fine. I would just say in very strong language, F, yeah, damn. Or, yeah, yeah, like damn or something. Yeah, damn that place. Yeah. Then I found my way over to Vaughn's. And one thing I forgot is in the traditional grocery store how the prices are so esoteric it's like buy three and get them for this price and buy two and get them for that price and you know and then you got to remember are you a club member are you going to get that price what's the phone number you use is it you know my grandparents phone number and i literally stood there for 20 minutes trying to figure out do i want the black kernels do i want the yellow kernels do i want the vons brand 
Now they have these self-checkouts, so you have to deal with this computer with an interface that isn't like an iPhone. It's not intuitive. You're pressing all these buttons, and there's a lot of confusion, and it was overwhelming. And I realized that having Joe's as my go-to grocery store, it just takes off a level of stress that most Americans deal with on a weekly basis at their local grocery store. Absolutely. No, Joe's chooses for you, which... A lot of people would say, well, no, that's communism, right? No, no, it's not communism. That's, they are choosing the best thing for you. And they're good. Their products are good. There's only one mini tacos there. And it's Trader Joe's mini tacos. And they're damn good. We did have some fan mail this week from Janet Christofferson. She has a query. Hi, Mark and Steve. Thank you so much for the podcast. I've been with you since the SiriusXM days. And her question here is, I have a bit of a crush on a Trader Joe's employee. Can you give me any tips and advice on how to handle this situation? Sincerely, Janet. I I thought this was interesting because we've never really discussed this. Although I know at different points, you and I have both had our eyes on someone special who works there. And, you know, have felt a little bit of those butterflies. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. They're they're very charismatic. They're good looking. They dress well. You know, and when you get to that cashier's table, they are talking to you like they've known you your whole life. Yeah, sometimes it's a false impression because you'll feel like, I'm special, you know, but then you see that they just talk to everybody like that, right? Yes and no, because sometimes you really are that special. Because guys, these are human beings, right? Human beings are working for Trader Joe's too. True. And they have real interests like all of us. I would say asking out a Trader Joe's employee is very difficult. You want to make sure that you're not misreading the friendliness of the Trader Joe's employee with romantic interests and then just poison the well at your local Joe's. You got to look out for that kind of stuff because these Trader Joe's workers, they do have a generous employee discount that they can use for their family and friends. You know, if you're trying to kind of court some of these workers, keep aware that they might be a little bit nervous around you because you might have other intentions, right? You might be wanting to get 20% off that next purchase that you're looking for. And so it gets a little messy, Steve, and you're right about that. That's great advice. One of my questions for you and for the world is how can you tell the difference between whether someone's being nice to you versus whether someone actually wants to pursue you or or, and it's really hard because Trader Joe's workers they are they are quite charming you're gonna want to make sure that you've spoken to them for at least 10 minutes when you're checking out in line usually that's two or three minutes so that's five visits five interactions. I'd say you need to move the conversation from something Joe's related and test it. Let's set the stage. So I'm level five, right? And I'm kind of gliding and I'm entering the fresh section and there's a server there and Steve's going to play the server. I'm going to come up and I'm going to notice these bacon wrap dates and I'm going to pick one up and I'm going to say, oh, Are these bacon wrap dates that you're serving here? What do you have going on here? Yes, these are so good. I totally recommend them. And I will look her in the eye and I'll be like, okay, well, let's give it a shot. And I will eat it right in front of her, right? Wow. 
And that's, that's the connection. connection and that right. was the second thing I was going to talk about, Steve, which is eye contact, right? So I'm going to eat these bacon wrap dates and I'm going to maintain eye contact with her. That sends a very powerful signal to her that I'm going to experience these dates in front of you and I want to watch you watch me experience them. And you need to watch her facial expressions as you're biting into these dates. If she's maintaining eye contact with you, she's smiling. You ingest the dates. Nine times out of 10, people would just say, oh, these are really good. And then the conversation ends, right? Right. We get it. Yeah. The dates are good. Conversation ender, move on. I like to neg them a little bit. I like to kind of critique the dates in front of her. And I, and I like to say, well, you know, I like the dates, but they could have used a little more bacon. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right, so right. that's very counterintuitive. It is. And you want to challenge them. Yeah. Okay. But you do it with a smile, right? So you say, I like these dates, but I wish they were pitted. You know, I almost choked on the seed. See, this is that John Lennon talent that we were talking about earlier, because see, I'm <laughs> yeah. very inside the box with people and very direct. And it's just fun to see your mind work because yeah. I would never even think to spout some critique to one of the trade. Joe's employees who obviously has a lot of pride in the product, you know? You know, nine times out of 10, these guys are going to just say that it's great because they want to get her in bed or something like that, or <laughs> they want to just take her home, right? Oh, Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's going a little too far, but I mean, but it's true, right? I mean, come on, this is the 21st century and this is what the dating scene's like. And Trader Joe's can get very erotic as well. It's not just the fruit section where a lot of the foods are resembling different different shapes and textures that you may encounter in the bedroom, but it's all the way to the dairy section and right. the half and half and the milk. Dairy is very erotic at Trader Joe's. For me personally, dairy gets me very erotic. And especially on those days that they're playing 90s R&B. And they know exactly what they're doing. And, you know, Dan Bain, we know enough about Dan to know that he likes his toast buttered on both sides, if you know what I mean. I've seen CEO Trader Joe's Dan Bain's wife. She's something else. I mean, how did Dan catch that one? It was, it's, She's a very attractive woman. Very pleasing to the eyes. So, so you look at how Dan got that and then you understand the makeup of why they're playing R&B at the Trader Joe's. Okay, so back to the scenario you were just building. What's some very concrete advice that you'd impart to the listeners? You need to look at the look on her face because she is kind of be like, oh my God, like the nerve of this guy to critique these days in front of me. But when you do that, she's going to be like, this guy is interesting, right? You kind of go into a little bit of friendly banter. You kind of go into what you would have done with the dates, what you would have done if you were back there behind the table with her, right? Wow. Yeah, and then then you get her imagination going, right? She's kind of thinking, oh, you know. This is fascinating. And this is how me and Mark talk when we're alone. I'm a little nervous about sharing this side of ourselves with the Trader Joe's community. And I do want to apologize if we've offended anybody because that's not our intent at all. No, and we have to be very careful here because with time's up and stuff like that, we need to be very careful about consent, right? We need to be able to ask her before we go back there, right? We need to ask her, are we allowed to join you back there? Right, right. with the timeout right. movement. You have opened up the opportunity for you to ask 
you know, what is she doing later that day? Maybe I can show you how to make these dates better. Maybe at your place, maybe at mine. Wow. Um, you, yeah, yeah, Interesting. yeah. And then huh. you tell her about maybe the gift, the gift card that you got this past Christmas that has a substantial balance on the gift card. A little bit of bragging. I think just a little bit. I, I'd like to call it confidence, Steve, but, but, but it could... It could venture into bragging um, if you're probably a level four or three and you don't have a lot of sophistication with your language. All of these things matter, tone and the, and the manner in which you ask. Because, I mean, she could also very easily just be offended if you don't like her dates and just kind of be like, F you, get out of here. These are free. Great. So we have another question here. Jeff Billings in Temple City, California. He says, hey guys, I'm a big fan of the podcast, especially you, Mark. Thank you. That's great. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm also a fan of Mark here. His question here is, tell me if I'm crazy, guys. I get very irked by the Trader Joe's customers who come in with non-Trader Joe's bags. They'll bring whatever bag that they desire. It gets very confusing and very disorienting, and I find it to be number one issue of careless customer activities. Let me know if I'm crazy or if you are all on board. Please use your public platform to shame these poor actors. So I have personally seen Trader Joe's customers come in and, you know, they have these cut off jeans. They're not following the dress codes. They have these tie dye shirts. They didn't brush their hair. Clutching these crunchy bags. Right, right. They grab a hodgepodge of items that make no sense. And then they show up to the register and they kind of just toss these bags to the workers. You got Ralph's bags. You have some Albertson's bags. I'm staring from across the room because I'm curious. I want to know how this is going to play out, right? Yeah. These Trader Joe's cashiers, they don't know what to do with them. I mean, they kind of open the bags, but they're all wrinkly. They start putting items in there, but it doesn't have that energy, right, of bagging. They're not doing it out of love anymore. They're doing it out of The flow is broken. The flow is destroyed. Just from across the room, I was kind of just watching everything unfold. It was a train wreck in slow motion. Wow. Oh, you're painting such a picture. I feel like I was there. Yeah, so I understand where Jeff is coming from. The bag is not just an item. It's a part of you. There is this guy with the hoodie and maybe you're getting a whiff of body odor and a crinkled bag. You know, there's two types of this guy, right? The one who just hasn't even thought about it. And the other is going to be the guy who has considered it, but he's irresponsible and he's negligent and he's just not pulling his own weight as a member of society and as a Trader Joe's customer i think with the first guy you know just let him know what i would do is i'll just sort of grab you know their upper arm from behind a firm grab you know just kind of let them know that you're there just get kind of close to their ear and just let them know check your bag just doing that quick bag check with them right you know just kind of whispering in their ear bag check and just kind of stepping away like hey hey check check your your bag right hey yeah check your bag Just real quick. Just let them know that other people are noticing. You know, maybe they just need that little bit of feedback. And I've definitely seen people look down in embarrassment. There's clearly a look on their face like they've learned a lesson that they'll never forget. Just by having someone kind of call them out a little bit. Take Steve's advice with that one. Do it really quick in their ear. Bag check really quick in their ear and walk away. And they will have learned their lesson. And I I guarantee you, Steve, that's not going to happen again with them. 
This episode has just kind of been this amazing arc, kind of a character arc for me, Steve. I don't know if you've been noticing, but I've just kind of, my voice is kind of lighter now. You know, this is kind of an example of how people can change, right? Um, whether it's that man in the store with the hoodie who's coming in with just a bunch of random bags and Steve kind of putting his hand on his shoulder and just letting him know, hey, bag check and kind of walking away. Or whether it's even me at the beginning of this episode just being very sad and lonely and Steve once again coming in and putting his hand on my shoulder and being like, hey, it's okay, let's talk about it. What started off as a negative episode turned into this great episode episode where Steve and I are laughing and we're having a good time and we're kind of just going back to Trader Joe's basics, right? You know, just talking about loving Trader Joe's and answering emails from the people and ignoring Dan Bain. You know, we hardly mentioned his name in this episode. Kind of, he's such a negative person and we don't really want that negativity in our lives. And let's keep the conversation going. Email us, you know, tweet us. We we may be in the red right now with our show. Thanks to all the lawyer fees that have been incurring onto our bank accounts. I might be, you know, $50,000 in debt, but that doesn't mean that we can't talk Trader Joe's. Thank God Don, um, our engineer, is kind of working based off of Trader Joe's uh, gift cards at the moment right now. I'm letting him borrow my gift card for Trader Joe's and he is kind of, he's been a really good sport about that, Don. So just a shout out to Don and for those who've stuck with us, we will get out of this red and we will prevail. We will still keep talking Trader Joe's. At the beginning of the episode, you compared me to Paul McCartney and you as John Lennon. And I just want to say at the end of an episode like this, I feel like the Ringo star. And I feel like I am holding down the beat and I'm just watching you as both Lennon and McCartney create these brilliant songs with effortless movement from major to minor chords, happy and sad and challenging us and entertaining us with all the elements that the Trader Joe's community loves so much about you, Mark. And I do too. You're too nice. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good night, everyone. <laughs>